Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 1976, a government survey found that 32% of consumers had issues with a purchase or service during the previous year. In the year 2022, 74% of us claim to have an issue with a product or a service. It just continues to rise. And based on text messages that are already coming in in anticipation of our conversation with our next guest, one person just said customer service is terrible and the companies want us to do their jobs. Five seconds after the call or text, you get a survey rating their experience, your experience. How was it? And that rating is how they grade the employee. If you get bad reviews, you could be out of a job. And, of course, those people in that position are put in a position where they're just trying to do the best they can. Scott Bretzman is with us. Scott is the president and CEO of Customer Care Measurement and Consulting. And there's a new survey out. And, Scott, tell everybody what your job is. You work with businesses to help them connect and to make sure that their in their customer service is top notch, I would imagine. Yeah, we're an advisory service for companies from every sector around the globe, helping them improve the customer experience, mostly by listening to the voice of the customer, which obviously we think is the most important input when you're trying to create a plan to improve that customer experience, isn't it? So are you the person, are you the company, like for your clients, would you be the one that sends that text saying rate this employee or rate your experience? <laughs> actually, actually, we recommend against certain uh, certain procedures, not necessarily sending surveys, but there's a very particular way I think that you need to send them in order to create a good survey experience, to not be a pest, but also to get you know valuable data the companies need in order to drive that improvement. So, but yes, that's our primary business is doing surveys of, so of customers. Tell us about the National Customer Rage Survey because it's gone beyond just complaining about bad customer service. People are becoming enraged. They are. Uh, you know, when we first uh, uh, thought about the study, you know, my business partner at the time uh, was one of the co-authors of a study for the U.S. Office of Consumer Affairs at the White House. That's the 1976 study that you were referencing. And there weren't any questions because in 1976, people would have not really known what the concept customer rage meant. So somewhere around 2003, I read an article in the Washington Post that retailers were having a hard time holding on to their frontline staff because the pay was low and customers were obnoxious. Funny how, you know, what happens today is, you know, only a, a foreshadowing of what was going to happen tomorrow. But um, when we first started the study, most businesses thought it was uh, thought it was folly. They thought it was hyperbole. They thought it was you know, sort of uh, capitalizing on a few crazy customers. And, you know, slowly over the course of 20 years, I think people have realized, not just uh, with customer rage, which is the anger you feel when you have a, a problem with a product or service, but in this year's study, we we added a, a new set of questions focusing on the concept of customer uncivility, 
which I think has become even more important in some ways in customer rage. Customer uncivility is the sort of some of the uh, nasty things you see going on in the in public display when people have a disagreement with a business about its value system, its political or social uh, social value systems. You know the M and M situation that's going on now with the the colors of M and Ms and how they dress or the Chick-fil-A position on sexuality. Those are examples of things that that really aren't about customer rage. It's not about a problem you had with your chicken sandwich or your M&M. It's about taking a a political or a social value stance uh, in terms of what companies are saying and doing. So, you know, there's really um, two forms of conflict in the marketplace now, and, and they look and feel a lot alike when you're out in public, but they have very different causes. You know? Right. Right. So um, and some of them force governments to take a stance like California going against Walgreens because Walgreens doesn't want to sell the abortion pill in states, even though it is legal. And yeah, it's it's taken to a whole new level and it can damage companies pretty quickly, can it not? It can. So the the rage study, the traditional piece we've been studying for two decades now, this year we estimated that businesses are losing somewhere around $887 billion a year through repeat purchases that they're losing as a result of just, you know, having the problems, but also more importantly, not handling those problems very, very effectively. Um, the, you know, there isn't a, a dollar figure on the customer uncivility piece, um, but it's, you know, it's rather interesting uh, in that I think that study is showing the, the new part of the study on customer uncivility is showing that, We've, we don't really have agreements in society on what constitutes civil and uncivil behavior. We gave, uh, we gave people a list of more than a dozen behaviors that when they disagree with the company's position on politics or social values, um, which of these are civil, which are uncivil, or do they depend on the circumstances? And you'd be surprised if you look at the detail how, uh, how, how much lack of consensus there is about what constitutes civil behavior. You know, as many as a quarter of people were saying things like, you know, physical threats depends on the circumstances. And and that's kind of a scary proposition. You know? That 25% of people would threaten physical harm to someone? They, di- they didn't say that it was civil. You know, it was either, sorry, they didn't say that it was uncivil. It was either civil or it depended on the circumstances. I consider that to be uncivil. Of, well, most... Most most people do, but you know, one of the, there's a researcher, I believe, the, I want to say Penn State, who's done some research that shows that if 25% of society sort of deems something you know to be okay, that's enough of a tipping point to kind of switch what the norm is in society. So you know, those are some pretty uh, pretty interesting and fascinating and scary findings. Scott Bretzman is the president and CEO of Customer Care Measurement and Consulting. The survey he's talking about is the National Customer Rage Survey. Um, from many of the text messages coming in and from my own personal experience, Scott, we we can't get to a live person anymore. And by the time you push a million buttons and you're yelling, agent, agent, representative, then you finally do, after 15 or 20 minutes, get to a human being. And unfortunately, they become the punching bag because you're already so frustrated that you feel your voice rising. That's right. We asked uh, one of the other questions we asked is, what are your greatest customer care frustrations? And the top two frustrations were, first of all, the long, unending kinds of uh, telephone trees that you're describing 
that you have to go through. And the second was you couldn't figure out how to contact the company. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are those are intentional kinds of things that are being done, not to create a better customer experience, but decrease the cost of the service, right? And to push people to use certain forms of contact like chat uh, or email that are a lot cheaper, you know, uh, unknowingly or perhaps knowingly but not caring because of the cost factor, most companies have adopted a lot of those uh, particular tactics, which you and I know don't work very well, but, uh, but certainly are effective at controlling corporate costs. We have so many more questions and text messages coming in. I wish you could hang on and come back with us in about 10 minutes, but I know your time is valuable. Um, maybe you'll come back sometime in the future? Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. You know, um, you can tell your, your listeners they can get a copy of the report by going to www.customercarem.com. And there's a pop-up that says, do you want a copy of the, the research findings? And they just answer their name and email address, and we'll send it your way. Awesome. We have to jump to the newsroom, but here's my last question. Quick question. Do we need to lower our expectations, or do companies need to up their game? No, I think the advice I give customers is do three things to get what you want when you have a complaint. Number one, be ready to persevere. It's going to take a lot of time, a lot of energy, and a lot of effort. Number two, be kind. You get more bees with, with honey. Don't enter into the game of hostility and rage and humiliation. And number three, be very clear about what you're looking for. Um, you have to remember that the person you're talking to handles 75 to 100 customers a day, right? You get lost in the shuffle. So be, be kind, be clear, and persevere. 